Dear Church Podcast. Welcome to another live podcast here on Facebook Live tonight, soon to be released on the audio uh, version of our podcast. But this is a special podcast. This is our final podcast of the first season of Dear Church. And we couldn't be more thrilled with how things have gone. And so tonight, really, we're just kind of here. We, we, we normally do this in a morning setting, like a Monday morning. Um, but actually, schedules did not allow for us to do that uh, the past couple of weeks. And so um, I, I don't, I mean, I think a few of you have some things going on. Um, obviously, it's deer season. So, you know, just certain things have to take priority. <laughs> what do you guys think? Hunting. Were you out hunting today, Stephen? I was out hunting today. I didn't see a thing. What, what did you miss? I didn't Everything. miss. <laughs> You didn't shoot at anything, right? That's right. I saw some <laughs> I almost squirrels. lost my tea on that one, Martin. <laughs> well, guys, we're what are we here speaking to do? Let's... Of, speaking of important things, um, let me get a drink here. Ooh, Tom, you have anything to the comment game, on? There? The game is Saturday, and brother Tom, he roots for evil. <laughs> so, yeah, we see that little helmet there. That reminds me. Oh my! <laughs> I think on the uh, the announcement today, something was mentioned about football and soccer. Yeah, and um, as if they were two different things. But there's only football, and then there's hand egg. And I think that the picture may be backwards, but I think you guys get the you get the idea there. Martin, are you familiar with the term "jump the shark"? <laughs> it's, it's it's from a Fonz episode back in the seventies. Doesn't know who the Fonz is. Went downhill. You know, you've uh, been so popular in our podcast. Everybody loves you because your British accent. But you start going after American football, you done <laughs> jumped the shark, brother. Yeah, American hand egg. American hand egg. Hey, I know who the Fonz is. Hey, that's who Steve Brednack models his life after. Like, <laughs> he just looks in the mirror, walks away. Like, Yeah, I'm the Fonz, all right. I'm trying to figure out this technology. I was kind of wanting to see people's comments as they talk, but I don't even know how this stuff works. Oh, someone's saying go Ohio State. I've got That's it figured disgusting. out here. I, Martin, you got it figured out? What's that? I said, I've got technology. it figured out here. Yeah, have you got it figured out? Yeah, I grew up with it. Like, you know, it's pretty easy. <laughs> I think Steve probably spent all his extra time today on his hair and he didn't have time to do his prep, so. Oh, uh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, it, King Although I did over here. learn from Mark talking to Martin earlier today that a man cannot talk about his hair, but they can't talk about their beard, I guess, is proper, proper yep. grooming ability. Yeah. That's what distinguishes man from, from woman. One yeah. of the distinguishing marks is, is the beard. Well, yep. with that in mind, uh, let's go to the beard. And we have some feedback and fan mail to go over tonight. So we want to jump right in. And while you're going over this, Tom, I'm going to be paying attention to the comments so that I can read them to Steve here in just a moment. Sounds good. So we've done uh, two episodes, I think, since our last live, and we use these lives. Part of the reason we do these lives is to give feedback, is to give you an opportunity to give us feedback and us comment on that and, and uh, to kick that around a bit. So we did the episode on church abuse. That was a live episode. Um, and a lot of private feedback on that, of course, as you would expect. Um, a couple of things I can share with you. Um, the uh, couple of comments, one, the Dear Church podcast has a much different spirit about it than other popular podcasts. While swimming through the weeds of ministry, abuse, pragmatic ideas, et cetera, very good. And I think that, sp that speaks to our, our, almost sound like I'm throwing everybody else under the bus here. That's not my intention. I think it speaks to our, our, our intent and our spirit here. We're not on a crusade. We're just, we just want to edify God's people. And uh, mm -hmm. we hope that shows through. Um, someone else um, I want to be careful how I couch this. This was really a, a revealing moment. All four of us are pastors. So I'll just say this happened to one of the four of us. <clears throat> Someone walked in after that church abuse podcast, walked into our office, one of our offices, just weeping and said, um, if you were my pastor 20 years ago, I wouldn't be in this mess with my wife and kids now. And the simple truth is that there has been a fair amount of spiritual abuse in the independent Baptist movement uh, church 
church what in churches and it's hurt people and uh we we hear that we we hear that so that was some of that some of the feedback we got on the church abuse episode you guys want to chime in with anything you had on that that's separate yeah i have a couple of things um i had this message sent to me um in fact i looked down here and the guy that wrote this to me i didn't get permission to share his name but um He's a pastor. He said, I got a chance to listen to the segment on Bible colleges. I like the spirit of how it was delivered. I don't agree on Bible colleges because I think most ran. I run like a liberal arts college. And um, he said, colleges tend to get angry when you compare such. And I, I guess there would be a, um, a spectrum on that. And he said, that's why I favor local Bible institutes with today's technology. A person can get a well-rounded education for multiple teachers both, uh, both of the Bible colleges I attended felt like pyramid schemes. There was always an overemphasis on who the pastor is and how much money they gave to the college or didn't give to the college. Men become idolized way too easily in Bible college setting. And um, I thought those were some things that um, I guess we touched on some of those things. And, um, you know, we have dealt, it seems like in the abuse issue, and then we talked about um you know, leadership, lordship, and, and being a lazy leader, we've really dealt a lot with leadership and with the, the pastor's role and not, not building a, um, you know, not building a man up too much. I think that's a huge, you know, that's a huge problem. And I, I don't think we've ever hit on this, and I've actually thought about it several times after we've touched on the subject, is I think a lot of times it does fall on the pastor himself and how he receives um, any kind of praise or something like that. I think sometimes guys can get too full of themselves, but yeah, they, need, quoted, they need good friends like you guys that knock you down a, a level or two. I quoted Lee Robertson on Twitter the other day, um, that wonderful statement of his died to praise, died to criticism, you know, both of those. And I think he's, you know, if you take that literally, I think you're wrong to ignore criticism. I think you're wrong to ignore compliments entirely. But I do think there's much wisdom in that. In yeah, that I, once, I think I once heard it put this way, if I can remember it right, to not let criticism go criticism go to your heart or praise to go to your head. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's a balance in, in all these things. But um, no, that's, uh, that's kind of helped me over the years because I've had so much praise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the most... since we started this podcast. Right? I was trying to say he's, yeah. he's the most in demand of our of the four of us. And... To add to that, you know, I, I think it's it's important for us as pastors to develop, um, to maintain a tender heart, but to develop some thicker skin mm -hmm. at times. And, you know, I, I tell people this, I think I may have said it on the podcast already, but I am comfortable in my own skin, no matter how thin it may be. And the reality is that we tend to have some thin skin sometimes. Now, the other thing I wanted to add to that uh, in relation to kind of what Steve said uh, and some of what Tom said as well is that we don't intend for any of our, our banter or our opinions to be destructive. Uh, we want them to be constructive in the sense that I think we're all trying to find the balance of that. You know, I'm thankful my grandparents, my parents, they taught, they taught a common theme. And that was that, you know, we want our children to learn from our mistakes and to continue the things that we're doing right. But the emphasis is that, you know, there are some things we're going to get out, get out of balance. And so, the answer is not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. The answer is to go in and to continue, but also to balance out, to develop certain areas that maybe a previous generation did not, and not in a critical antagonistic sense. And I, that's been, as you said, Tom, that's been my intent, at least um, in this podcast, is to be helpful to people who find themselves in a place where maybe they don't want to be um, or find themselves in a place where they don't know quite who they are to be able to develop that without an antagonistic spirit. And that's so dangerous. Um, mm -hmm. Another feedback, if I could just add is we've had our, well, I would say we, but <clears throat> some of us have had our fair amount of Twitter banter over the last couple of weeks. And uh, the, some good has come out of it. Um, but one of the guys, Stephen, who follows us on Twitter uh, and occasionally challenges us and, and we're, we're good with that um, came in mm -hmm. and gave us a, gave us a, pretty nice compliment and and said you know i give you guys grief but it's fair to say that your interactions with me have been fair and reasonable and it's only fair to be honest about the good not just criticize 
And then another guy, David, under that said, now this is a compliment that we're not going to let this go to our head because we just got done talking about this. <laughs> but he said, and this this was, this was amazed me, actually. It really, I don't know, it, it made me, um, it was, it honored, uh, it was, I don't know how to, how to say it. I'm just going to read it. He said, it seems like those guys represent the best of the IFB. I don't think we agree with that, that we're the best. Um, but this is from someone who doesn't agree with our positions all the time. And yet we, we find unity in our spirit. And so I was, that to me was one of the best things that I saw all week. Um, just the fact mm -hmm. that we're not, we're not on, on attack mode all the time. Don't have an ax to grind. We're just trying yeah, to. That, that first one is one of my Anon accounts though. So <laughs> no. notice he said one of Russ, yeah. if I could build on that for a moment, you're, mm -hmm. you know, so that guy said, whoever he was, he said, you're the best of the IFB. The truth is, not only are we not the best of the IFB, it's our contention that we're just representative. Yes. That, that the vast majority of the people who hold our positions as independent Baptists, uh, what would be labeled conservative independent Baptists, that they're guys just like us. And that you pick almost any four of them at random that would know each other. You'd sit them down, have conversations. It'd be a sweet-spirited conversation, balanced, doctrinal, practical. There'd be some arguments and discussion, but it wouldn't be crazy. And, and it's our contention that we're not the best of anything. We're just representative. I think that's uh, yeah. something that's really been a blessing and, and kind of a surprise, but at the same time, not how many people have said that they feel like we've given them a voice um, mm. and, and they kind of resonate with what we're saying and the spirit that we're trying to, to put across. Um, and, and so that, that's been encouraging to me. You know, I think we've been, we, we had you know, a lot of expectations, but I think what's happened is, has really surpassed what we anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think our critics tend to build a caricature of what IFB is to the point of just a huge straw man. And I know years ago, I mean, I in other words, IFB is used to some pejorative, some negative. It has negative connotation in people's minds. And my wife and I even went through a time where we struggled with that. In fact, our couples ministry at livingunited.com in February, we have a retreat and I'm going to give a shameless plug. I'm sorry, but February 17th, 18th and 19th, but um, at livingunited.com. But uh, I have a couple this week tell me that they, they were, and this is a little bit more feedback that they were seriously contemplating leaving IFB world. And because they would, they had bought into what the caricature was and they had commented that our podcast kind of open their eyes so that's not what the real IFB is and you know they'd commented on what a blessing and and because of us starting this it kept them kept them going so as I finish out feedback here I had one other thing I wanted to read and just sort of throw into into the mix for a quick conversation um, it's not from somebody who's independent Baptist but who used to be but they they proffered something interesting this was in response to the college episode Hey, brother, I wanted to reach out with an idea I thought you might be interested in for a future podcast. I just finished listening to your episode on Bible college. It made me think about something I feel no one is talking about after Bible college. So many students graduate and then have no idea what to do next, especially those who feel the call to pastor as I did. I know several of my friends from college that are still just hanging out and he names the church, running a bus route for years with no real direction for the future. Just thought I'd mention it to you, see if you'd be interested. And then he goes on to say some nice things about us. So um, you know, I, I, I have given some thought to that as far as a response, but what would you guys say to a, to a, you know, relatively younger man who's finished Bible college and it seems like there's no jobs coming his way, no opportunities coming his way. You know, he sort of seems to be settling into a rut. Um, what would your counsel be there? Well, I think get a clear vision of what God wants you to do and then, and then do it. You know, and that may sound overly simplistic, but um, I don't know if that's Mr. Mark or not, but if, if he knows what God wants him to do, um, you know, make it happen prayerfully, just go out there and, and do what God's called you to do. And if there's not a church that makes itself available, then maybe God's calling you to plant a church. Um, you know, if you can't find a church that can pay you full time, go by vocational, but make it happen. Yeah, we, yeah. we had a comment that came in just right now. And one, one of these says, find a church planner to help. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's yes. a good one. 
Um, the other I think thing in, is, in, go ahead. So I was going to say in the secular world, there's a lot of discussion and talk about apprenticeships and, and being mentored and internships. But I sometimes wonder if in the church world and in maybe in our circles, graduates want to just walk into a situation. Um, and, and so maybe, you know, I think that's, that's an awesome thing, you know, getting alongside an existing church planter and, and just helping them, you know, be, be ready yeah. to be that second man. And, and it's a great place to, to learn. One thing I would say is that we, have, we also have to realize that, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but not everyone who goes to Bible college is actually called to full-time vocational ministry. I mean, that's just the reality. I'm not saying that's right. Um, but the reality is, is that, you know, I've got a lot of friends who went to Bible college and God didn't necessarily open the door. Um, and they're doing a wonderful job helping a pastor. They're very supportive of their pastor. They get in the yoke with them, whether that's a church planner. I think probably the spirit in which that was written, Brother Tom, was, um, you know, people tend to get done and then hang around the church, the local church of, uh, out of which the Bible college is based, you know, and that happens as well. But um, yeah, go go find a place uh, and serve and ask God just to to bless you as you search. Um, I, I do want to take a minute, if we don't mind, to just kind of say thank you to all of those who are watching live. I'd like to ask if those who are watching would consider sharing on Facebook right now. Um, we do have a few comments about Ohio State and Michigan. We'll skip past those. Uh, Josh Looper, um, he says, don't stop the podcast. It's been a blessing. Justin says, love your podcast. I take time to listen each time a new one comes out. He knows it's a labor, but it's been a great blessing. Uh, my, my friend Alan Ball's watching. He says, when iron sharpens iron, both pieces of steel must be the same hardness. Can't surround yourself with weaker men. Those in your lives must be able to speak truth. And I appreciate that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We love Martin. We love Martin. Blah, blah, blah. Um, this is a cool one. I don't have a lot of preacher friends near me to fellowship with and listening to you guys makes me feel like I'm getting good fellowship. And a lot of people have commented. It just sounds like we're sitting around talking to one another and that's fun. Um, we are. that's right. <laughs> uh, one guy says, um, oh, I, I really appreciate this brother. Greg Wilmore's watching. He says the loudest voices tend to be the harshest and most abusive. Many have run from the IFB. He said, but this type of podcast opens the door for some to return or at least not to leave. And I can't tell him or anyone else how good that makes me feel to hear, because if there was an agenda, in a sense, that may have been it, that he may have summed it up as to why we even got started with this. And I thought maybe we would take some time on this podcast to talk a little bit about how the journey from recording these podcasts to um, airing them and then navigating through the feedback, and then also the unexpected volume of listeners and and uh, engagement that we've had. Uh, maybe Martin, we could just start with you because everybody loves you, wants to hear your voice. But uh, what what's been your impression <laughs> of the season overall? What what do you get out of it, and how do you feel about it all? I think being really helped and encouraged myself by the feedback, you know, hearing from different people, um, how the podcast has helped them and, and really seeing our goals being achieved and then exceeded. Uh, do you guys remember the first morning of the launch and we were talking about, you know, the podcast, you know, the first episode was being dropped and we were kind of discussing, you know, how many, how many downloads do you think we'll have today? And I think we were saying, well, you know, my mom and dad, and maybe, you know, your brother and cousin, do you remember the numbers we talked about for that first download? Oh, yeah. 20, barely, barely double digits. 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we thought if we got 20 or 30, we, we'd be glad. And so it's, it's just been a blessing to me to, to know that it's helped other people. Um, and to, to realize that, like I mentioned before, that we've been able to give a voice to, I think, a lot of pastors and people within the congregation. Um, and I, I'm excited about, you know, what the Lord's going to continue to do in season two, which we'll get Steve? to later. Yeah, yeah, Steve, what do you think? You know, I have, again, we were all shocked by the fact we had more than 20 downloads of our first episode. Um and what's been exciting to me is just the, the response of people being 
like right in in mesh with our heart in mm -hmm. doing this, putting it together, mm -hmm. was that we wanted to to show what we'd already talked about. That as an independent fundamental Baptist, you can be balanced, and you know, the majority of us are not extreme. We're not. But we also have some things that we hold dear and we're not going to bend on and we we believe them strongly and we're willing to to talk about it and step out of our echo chamber. And, you know, that's that's something we get, you know, bashed on. And and I don't know, I'm just I'm amazed. I I'm still shocked out of my gourd that my sister listens. So <laughs> being the little brother, you know. In fact, my brother just uh, liked our podcast today. I don't know if he listens or not. I'll have to ask him. But when you have an older brother and sister and me, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but I kind of a little mouthy every now and then. And, um, you know, my older. Yeah, I know it's shocking, isn't it? My older brother and sister and then my nephew, Brian, he is uh, he's a he's a Marine and he listens. And um, that's been uh, that's been awesome to me that you know, that we've had this ministry, it's impacting people and I'm, I'm humbled and, you know, excited about it. Now, Russ, you had the most experience in radio before we started this. And this is not exactly radio, but. I thought you were going to say he's got a face for radio. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> you know, in relation to, you know, how it's gone in relation to what you expected based on your experience, you know, I, I had, I had zero experience in podcasts or even listened to them. We talked about that, but your perspective in the sense of, you know, your background and what you thought versus um, what it is. Yeah. I was one of those who, I think I was the one who even threw out the number 20 as to how many first, you know, the first episode would garnish is in the, by way of listeners. Um, I I've been very, very surprised at how well it's been received at how much engagement we've had from people who are not, uh, adversarial, but are not exactly where we are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that to me is the sign of the, of, of the, I think the value of something like this, right? So I think if I could be honest, and this is what people have told me as well as my own opinion, right? That people in who were conservative, independent Baptist, like we all are, have felt like they're getting beat down from both sides. Um, like that the only, only caricature presented, we've, we've kind of already said this, but the only, only picture being presented of the independent fundamental Baptist movement has been awful. And all four of us have experienced different, um, different hemispheres, if you will, of the IFB. And we all say, well, you know, it's not perfect, but, but we're not looking to leave and here's why. So for me, What's been a huge blessing is because of why I started out in this podcast. Um, thanks to uh, I'm just going to give give him credit. Thanks to Steve Brudneck for wrangling the whole thing together. Um, and uh, no, no, oh, no, he yeah. now he yeah, hasn't kept easy. it together. He hasn't kept it together, but he put the whole thing together. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I mean, really, I mean, being Baptist, isn't there just at some point this is going to break into pieces? I mean. We, we're just given to separation. So at some point, it's one of the fundamentals. Separate, Tom. Either, either it'll separate among the yes. older and younger. It'll separate between the left and right. You know, <laughs> what'd you say? I said separation is one of the fundamentals. So I, I guess so. I don't know. Oh, no, don't bring that on. Yeah. <laughs> That's from episode one. Well, I would. Yeah. Yeah. How long ago was episode one? Does that feel like a long time ago to you guys? Yes. First of September. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would, I would kind of build on what you guys have said about, you know, with this podcast, for me individually, I feel like it's helped me to kind of find a, a, a home among brethren because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm still, of course, in contact with pastors on you in England and, and the United Kingdom, um, IFP churches over there that, you know, I grew up with, I knew, we fellowshiped, we, we worked together on things. But then moving here to the States, you know, I, there were contacts and people I knew but it was almost like starting all over again in terms of finding, you know, a home. And I think you guys have provided that for me. And it's kind of broadened as we have had feedback from others and I've met people online and, and that's, um, that's been helpful. But um, Stephen Russ, I think you may have seen a, maybe a comment there that we need to follow up on. 
Um, a yeah. question for Steve Brodnack. Uh, we need to listen to our hearers, so, you know. Yeah, it, it says, what is Steve's most embarrassing moment while staying at a pastor's house? Yeah, that's that's a pastor asking that question, Brother McPhillips, and he's not, no, we don't, we don't share such things, so. Yeah, that well, we have to, uh, we have to value our listeners, though. We can't dodge. We can't dodge. Hey, like listen, this. listen. This is a conversation. Truth. We have to listen sometimes. So let the you know tell the man to write about it. And Truth not. never fears a challenge, Steve. So we'd like you to answer the question. <laughs> well, I think that just the left thing. a mark. <laughs> okay, moving on. Well, yeah, I'd rather not go there. And he he's bringing that up to try to embarrass me. So. We'll just say, uh, you know, anyways, I, I, by the way, you know, very close to this church is Ruby General Store in Ruby, Michigan. The best pizza you'll ever eat is in Ruby, That's Michigan? called deflection. That's called deflection oh. right there, brother. Michigan, go blue. I'm telling you, this is the year, Todd. It's been like embarrassingly 10 years, but Michigan's going to do it this year. So that's all I'm saying. It's <laughs> going to happen. Sometime this century, it'd be, it'd be, it would make it interesting. Yeah. I, one of the things that surprised me about the podcast, of course, everything surprised me about it because I'm just not familiar, you know, or, or comfortable really in this in this world. But, you know, we've all spoken to the fact that it's gone further than we than we expected it to go. Um, I, I think one of the things that surprised me was how much more work it took than I thought. Um, mm. The the and I'm not I'm not complaining here. Um <clears throat> it looks like the four of us are just sitting down and chatting together. And in some sense we really are, but in order to make all of this happen, it takes a tremendous amount of work, not just to put each episode on and to, you know, to, to edit it and prepare it and do all the background work, but just in responding, especially in responding to, because we do, we do want to listen to what people have to say and we want to give thoughtful responses to that. And that takes a fair amount of time to do. Um, <clears throat> if you're going to do it right. And, and it's been interesting. It's been educational, but it's, yeah, it's, it's taken, it's taken a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work to stroke your beard and say, you know, I have a 30,000 word blog series on that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's not even counting the time it took to write the blog series. So you want to talk about work. Uh, your critics like to poke fun of you about that. And I like I to poke fun of you about it too, but I'm telling you, it does have a legitimacy in the fact that, I mean, you have written, spoken about a lot of things, so it's um, a good thing. Peter Peter Mosley on on Facebook says he's absolutely loved the podcast. They've been an encouragement. Uh, Jesse Bragg says the best episode was "Don't Quit," another one of Martin's um, mm. wonderful wonderful letters there. Um, and uh, seemed like the, oh, Josh Looper says Steve, you shouldn't circle back, um, and that's uh, that's a reference to our lightning rounds, um, and and there's uh, a few others as well. David Peterman, he left a comment. He's been blessed and challenged by the podcast and so on and so forth. Um, there are a lot of, of guys who are watching right now, and we hope more that we'll, that we'll watch in the future. So one of the things we wanted to do in this final episode was spend some time talking about, I think we could do it th this in two ways, and this is kind of unplanned, unscripted for sure. And so I'll just throw it out there and, and wherever it goes, we'll be fine. Um, but maybe what was the topic we talked about in the past few months that has been the most near and dear to your heart or uh, looking forward and ahead, um, what kind of topics would you guys like to tackle in the future? Uh, and we're talking about a season two. Um, just so everybody knows, we, we intend to get together again. And logistically, we're going we're gonna to work that out. Um, and record a certain a certain number of episodes, and then hopefully do some of these lives as well. So maybe we can um, just kind of go around and talk a little bit about our vision for the future. Which yep. victim wants to go first? <laughs> well, England's been around for a long time. I know a guy that's got a family Bible all over my country. Yeah, he reminds us of that occasionally. Yes, he does from time to time. Hey, do you want me to, to grab it? I've got it right here. I'll, you know, you talk, talk about <laughs> yeah, let's stuff. see it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I will say, uh, I didn't put this up here to trigger Martin in any way. That's just always yeah. on my wall. Hey, you're, you're, we're, we're proud of you guys. You're having some awkward teenage years right now, but you, you've come a long <laughs> way. 
uh, <laughs> see, this is my old family Bible. Wow. And uh, the the date in there. It's not quite older than your country, but it's 1795. I know the camera's not quite getting that. But... Oh, he's exaggerated it now. It's not older than our country. Well, it's the names older than it Steve. go back to, um, you know, 1759 but uh, uh, it's, it's the best i can do so yeah. martin what's your vision for the for the future what would you like to see us discuss and then feel free to comment on any of the episodes we've done and just kind of share share where your heart has been and and um, how the lord's worked in and through you as a result of the podcast well you know i think going back looking back on the episodes we've done i think because it was our first season we hit the topics that we were most passionate about or we thought were most needful. And I think they were weighted very heavily towards the, the leadership in churches. Um, but, you know, next season, I certainly have some subjects to, to propose that we talk about that I think will weigh it more towards the congregation side of it, because it is dear church, not just dear pastor. Um, but looking back on the episodes we, we dealt with, I think the, the Bible college uh, discussion was, was good and needful and you know i did want to add to that we're not against bible colleges i think they they right. have great worth and then one of our close friends gave some great feedback that is i think that's going to play into a future discussion it was really helpful for us um and, and i think there's still a lot more to look at concerning bible colleges and and training for young men young women so there was that um i think the issue of abuse was was needful very needful for us to discuss and it's something i know that we you know, we want to return to and dig into um, because it's it's something where many churches need help, need encouragement, need some some ideas of how to prevent it or to respond to it. And then the the episode on not quitting, I think that hit me on several levels. I think it was something very close to to my heart because of my personal experiences. And because of a lot of pastors I've known who've gone through just heartbreaking experiences and they've, they've pressed on, you know, and, and so I think those were the episodes that just as I'm thinking here, they, they really stand out in my mind. Um, and they were a help to me and I'm, I've been encouraged by what we've heard of others saying how it helped them. What about the future, Martin? What would you like to see us discuss? Well, I've got a, a few ideas, and I'm sure the list could be endless. I think, again, something that plays, it does emphasize more the pastor perhaps than the congregation, but I think it does help a congregation to understand this. But talking about the pastor's schedule, and this was actually a suggestion we had come in from someone, um, but how do we schedule our week? Why do we do things the way we do? And every pastor is going to be different, but how can a pastor communicate to his congregation? Hey, look, if you can give me this time, you know, let me have these hours, you know, to do this, I'll, I'll make myself available these hours. Um, but really to give an idea. And, and I know we, we get the jokes, you know, oh, I must be great to work one day a week. Um, but, you know, I think there's a lot that we can share with a pastor's heart about our schedule. I think that's good as long as we can do that without whining. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, it's it will come from a perspective of saying, um, not you know, look how hard we work, but to say, look at the variety of things that we do, um, you know, understand the family time that we need, but also saying to the congregation, look, you can help us help you as we we schedule our time in in this way. So yeah, definitely no whining. That's no, we don't have any wine, whether it's you know, the drunken kind or the complaining kind. No, don't worry, Stephen, don't worry. Um, another issue I think I'd like to, to look at is, you know, how to listen to a sermon, you know, as, as someone in a pew. That's good. How do you listen That's to get the idea. most like out idea. of a message? I like so, Tom, um, people listen to my sermons with their eyes closed. They tend to agree <laughs> a lot because they're nodding. It's like every so often they nod, but they... They like to listen with their eyes I think closed. that's because you have an accredited degree. It sort of goes hand in hand with that. Ah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> they they yeah, listen I, to I your sermons. To, um, I didn't go to camp with homework like you did, Tom. So 
They oh, listen sorry. to uh, they listen to your sermons with their eyes closed, but they read your Twitter with their eyes wide open. Steve, oh my Twitter, nicely done. Yeah, my quit. Tom, my Twitter's taking a turn. It's it's a don't, slow don't turn. Say it. it's don't, a don't, turn. don't if I say it. Don't say it. Every nope. time I've heard you say, I'm going to make some changes. No promises. <laughs> tomorrow, gonna start it tomorrow. Get back on plan tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. You need a Twitter Tom. coach. Yes. Tom, your turn. Coach. Your turn. Talk to My us. Turn. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I like uh, I like those ideas, Martin. Um, let me pick, uh, piggyback or, or follow up on on one of the ones that you said, which is the idea of of pivoting more to 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 try to be a blessing, not just to men in ministry, but to people in churches. Um, I don't have necessarily two or three specific ideas as much as I have two or three specific approaches or general approaches, maybe that's a better term. So one of those is I want to be edifying um, practically in discussing some how-tos for church members. Uh, for instance, we, we spent a, a fair amount of time, several episodes this season, talking about how to lead, uh, wrong ways to lead, right ways to lead. And I think it might be good for us to flip that coin and look at how to follow, right ways to follow, wrong ways to follow. Mm-hmm. Um Again, not from a lecturing standpoint, not from a, and I think the people listening at this point know our heart in this, but, but how to follow, um, e- even to some extent about how to leave a church, when to leave a church. Those are mm. things that are never talked about, um, and, but, but something that almost every church member at some point faces that quandary. And I think listening to four pastors talk about that who aren't their pastor can, can sort of give them some practical insight about that. Things like how to teach Sunday school, how to teach a Sunday school class, some some practical things like that. Then another track I would like to see us pursue is again an edifying track, which is I'd like to see us do some discussion of some biblical concepts like grace or faith or peace or wisdom, where we it, it's not necessarily any certain agenda or any certain um, um, trying to solve a problem or present a position as much as is just talking about the Bible. Here's what the Bible says about this. And I think, I think we, the four of us would enjoy that. And I think a lot of our, our listeners would enjoy just listening to us discuss a subject in the word of God. And I think it might help them. And then the third, um, concept or approach that I, I, I want to throw out, um, for next season is to be more aggressive in dealing with some of the subjects that the left-leaning podcasts, promote or attack. In other words, some of the hot button issues, not as much just taking a stand and hollering about it, but taking a stand, explaining why we believe what we believe and really trying mm-hmm. to help folks understand the reasons behind it. Mm-hmm. We, we spent, and I don't want to, I don't want to th- either throw my co-podcasters under the bus here or reveal something that's inappropriate, but we have intentionally tried in this season to take a non-confrontational approach and because we don't want this to be a crusade, we're not trying to change everything. We're not trying to, 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 to attack anybody. Um, but, but I do think that at some point we need to pivot a little bit and be a little more open, a little more plain. And um, maybe bold is too strong of a word, but taking a stand on some things, doing it in our own way, doing it graciously and charitably, but saying this is what we believe and we believe what they're saying is wrong for these reasons. So I would throw those those three approaches at us. Yeah, I think the issues that are being attacked in that way, and I'll just comment and move on real quick, but I think that it's fair to say that we, if if in some way we represent a conservative independent Baptist group of guys here, um, we've arrived at some pretty reasonable conclusions from scripture on issues that are being that we're being now told we don't need to worry about that. And I'm like, uh, you know that doesn't that doesn't resonate with me, and so we want to we want to just do it graciously. But but I think you're right. Um, before we go to Steve, the comments are really coming in, and I'm thankful for those who are watching and listening. Um, some of the things people want us to talk about are missions. I've had several comments on Facebook right now that say missions, 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 and we will take that into advisement. Certainly, especially um, Martin, I think you'd have a really good really good perspective on that. Um, and then, and then we'll, you know, we'll kind of develop it. Uh, what it means to be a Baptist. Um, we could certainly look into that. This one came in two or three different people, uh, how to pick a second man or how to be a second man. And that's, uh, that's an interesting topic. I think that maybe we could all speak to a little bit. 
And here's one that intrigued me, um, how to be a young pastor uh, of an older church. And mm-hmm. I would love to tackle yeah. that at some point um, for obvious reasons. Uh, before I give my thoughts on kind of a couple topics I want to tackle next season, Steve, do you want to go ahead and take your turn here? Yeah. Um, I Looking back on the season, probably the topics that hit me the hardest, and there was the overlap of a lot of that about leadership and then really the abuse episode. I, I have learned a lot this year in podcasting and even some of my Twitter presence, as much as you guys like to give me a hard time about that, of just how much genuine hurt it can be and is out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a bad habit of kind of dismissing it and acting like, because my, my independent fundamental Baptist church experience, my Bible college experience, all of it is just so positive, you know, and there were times, obviously you, you were grumbling about something and maybe didn't like some rule in your life, you know, that, that was present in my life probably, but it was just me being a baby at times. Um, and, you know, because my experience was awesome, you know, I can't think that everyone's that way. And just the importance of being a scriptural leader, a biblical leader, and that kind of leads to, um, some of the things I'd like to see us do next season. I, and I love the ideas that have been coming out online, the ones you were sharing. I think those are awesome. Um, I would love to do go a direction of doing a whole episode about individual soul liberty um, and just what that is. And I, I tell you, that is one thing that gets abused far too much. Yes, sir. Um, and it's something we've forgotten as Baptists. In fact, I would subtitle that that's you know individual soul liberty ending a pastor's control and i'm a pastor and that doesn't minimize the leadership a pastor gives but you know as believers we stand before god and we answer to god and we don't believe in a clergy a laity there's so much that could be said about that that would be i think very helpful and important um and then the flip side you know we were talking about dear church we've talked a lot about leadership but I think brother Tom brought it up or Martin about following and, you know, when, how do you, what, what's a good way to relate to your pastor? What, what's a good way to, to leave a church? It, is it ever right to leave a church? You know, um, we're probably all four going to differ on that of when it's a right, you know, I always say this, there's a, there's a wrong way to leave a church and a wrong reason to leave a church. There's a, right way to leave a church and a, and a right reason to leave a church. Maybe some people could differ on that, but then there's some people that leave maybe for the right reason, the wrong way or the wrong reason, the right way. And to talk about some of those things I think would be um, certainly helpful and, you know, help people because I tell you what, if you don't have a, if you don't, if you can't go to your pastor and say, let's talk about this, there's, that's just heartbreaking. And pastors, you know, pastors go through that heartbreak. Um, and, uh, and again, not the wine side of it, but, you know, I think so here's one of my experiences and I'm, this is something we could talk about an episode on that is just a lot of times when people get hurt by an abusive pastor, controlling pastor, they have their guard up and they come to a different pastor and they keep that guard up for so long. And I think pastors also mm-hmm. that get hurt by people then put that same guard up yeah. and not every pastor is an abusive Lord dictator and not every church member is a wolf and it's learning how to navigate that and work through that. That, that to me is a lot of individual soul liberty. And then as far as what, what's a good church member, what's a bad church member, you know, without demeaning, you know, because it's not demeaning. I, I thank God for the people I pastor. I love them dearly. And I, I thank God for the opportunity to pastor. And then two little, just very quick snippets. And I, I is I'd love us to do something on marriage, obviously with my heart for couples um, and living United at living united.com. Um, I, uh, I, you're I so, think you're so, you're so brave in that because, Years ago, Mandy came to me. She said, Tom, she said, don't write anything on the family because everybody I read in the family, you know, in 10 years, they're divorced and their kids are a wreck. 
and you've built so much of your ministry around helping people with marriage. And I admire you for it. And, yeah. You know, I, well, I just, it scares me, man. I understand that. And I'm telling the devil, he comes after our church. He comes after me and my wife. Uh, my wife and I lightheartedly joke. We say, we sure hope our couples ministry helps other people's marriages. Cause it sure puts a lot, puts a ding on ours because <laughs> we're so busy with it and it, it is intense, but, you know, um, but marriage is, is work, but it's, it's awesome. It is. It's awesome. And that to me would be, and, and then another kind of something Baptist shy away from is the ministry of the Holy spirit in 2021. Mm. We're, we're far too afraid to mention the spirit, speak of the spirit. Um, yeah, it's, uh, definitely something that I would love for us to, to talk about. And, um, I like so the, that. that's, what's that? I like all that. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Um, yeah, I think something you said reminded me of a subject I thought it would be good to discuss is how to, how to find a good church, what to look for when mm-hmm. you're searching for a church. Mm-hmm. Um, cause hopefully that's a rare event in a person's life. And so it would be good to give them some pointers and say, look, this is, this is what to look for. Mm-hmm. And can I, I'm just going to break in here and say this one, one of the heartbeats of Dear Church podcast and my heartbeat in, in talking to you guys, assembling us together is just a reminder that as independent fundamental Baptists, we need to hold things, believe what we believe, but understand that there are good people out there that are not identical to us. And we certainly all illustrate that because we don't always agree on everything and we don't always, you know, see eye to eye on some things that we would even hold fairly important. And that, that goes along to my whole individual soul liberty. And in that, in that, in that episode, I'm going to tell the story of one of the greatest lessons I ever learned. I learned it from my wife and it's, it's the let them be wrong principle. And I'll tell the whole story in a future episode, but, if, uh, if everyone could learn what my wife taught me, oh, it's probably 16 years ago. It, it's, it's huge because I love just letting people be wrong. You three do it all the time. I don't know. If, oh, wow. This comment's coming in <laughs> before you say, before you say that I'm watching it live here before you said that Josh Hall says a wise pastor's wife once said, let them be wrong. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, Josh that? Hall, he's like, that's pretty cool. He's like my look. <laughs> He's one of my sons in the faith. I mean, I love Brother Hall. He's he's a uh, he's awesome. He, was, he used to go to He was church. right there with you, man. That's good. That's yep, awesome. He, yep. What about you, Stephen? Because what are your anticipations for the the next season subjects you want to cover? Oh, I got a few. Um, <laughs> oh, look at this. We're out of time. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to say it, but we're not going to circle back. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, first, before I go there, more comments coming in. And Brock Henry is up in Pennsylvania. Uh, Martin, do you he, know Brock? He pastors, in, he pastors in Mercer. I know him. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I don't know how close that is to Martin, but maybe you guys get together sometime. He's left yeah. some really good comments, and he wants to see us talk about some some things uh, here. Modesty, preservation of the Bible, when someone leaves your church, uh, those are all mentioned. And so that's really cool. Um. There's a good discussion going on right now about um, not abusing staff, and I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. someone is also suggesting, Steve, that you start a marriage and family podcast, uh, but you're nothing without us, so I don't know if that's possible. Um, and then, you know, um, that is some, that is something that, by God's grace, is ahead. It's just it's it's hard. It's it's going to be hard to do and do right, and that I, I yeah. don't want to do it until I'm ready to do it. So. And then before I give my thoughts, Gus Stone says, I'd like to know where Steve is in his health journey. Yes, tomorrow. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I've, I've lost, I lost 97 pounds. I've put back on probably 40-ish of that. Um, and I know the way to get back down. And it's just a matter of, I went through a, a kind of a difficult, without getting too personal, a difficult thing um within our church even and um yeah so well i don't know why i don't know why i broke into that but there you go that's okay that's what this is all about it's unscripted 
that's one of that's the real real ministry. Hey, let me say this: I did notice someone mentioning they can't wait to get to our pastors retreat. Kyle um, Sheridan, and he's when a great is that, guy. Steve? Our, yeah, that? I was just about to tell you. In two <laughs> weeks from tonight, we start the Living United Pastors Couples Retreat. It's only for senior pastors. We have eighty couples coming, all senior pastors or missionaries or evangelists, but mostly senior pastors. And it's just an awesome time for them to work on their marriage ministry. And it's not too late to come. Go to livingunited.com. And we, we are happy, by the way. Yet? We are happy, What's by that? the way, to hear Steve talking about his marriage ministry, because if he's not talking about his marriage ministry, he's talking about his hair. And we'd much rather hear about his marriage ministry. Okay. So one of the things that <laughs> someone mentioned here, just real quick, um, is, and this is something that I wanted to kind of say that we're planning and working on. We don't, we don't have details worked out on it just yet. Uh, but somebody said, what about special guests? And that has been a topic of conversation among the four of us. We would love to, um, we'd love to incorporate that in strategically. And so we're still working on, on a game plan for that, but I think all four of us are pretty open to it. And we even have some ideas as to which direction we want to go and how we would format that. Um, the, the topics that, First of all, I very much enjoyed our discussion on pragmatism. Um, no. I very much enjoyed. I, I very much enjoyed that. Uh, I very much enjoyed our discussion on influence and how that that turned uh, into something different. Um, and and I think it was good because it showed us on different ends of an opinion, but we were listening, all of us. Um, so that, they were helpful to me. And I think it was helpful for me, two things to hear from you guys. And it was helpful for me that you heard from me and you received it. And it was done in a cordial, you know, just being the, being the boy, being the young guy, um, that meant a lot to me. And so if I'm being transparent and honest, that was something that I really enjoyed for next season. Tom talked a little bit about getting into the more, um, uh, hot button issues a little bit more, a little bit more, I don't want to say controversial. And I think that's a bad word for what we're looking to do, but there were two things that I, I thought I would love to discuss among all of you guys. And one of them is a full entire podcast on music. Um, there is a thought being presented very, very strongly that music is amoral. Uh, so we want to discuss that. Is it all moral? Um, we want to talk a little bit about maybe some of the history of the IFB as it relates to music. Um, I might know a little bit about that. And um, so would love to see that done. The other thing I really want to talk about, and this was this would be a little bit more of a responsive type thing, um, but I'd love to do a, an entire episode on the subject of alcohol and just talk about it and study every scripture angle possible from it and look at it in the word of God and come to a conclusion at the end. I think we're all going to come to an a conclusion one way or the other. Um, and so those were kind of things. And then, you know, Bible versions, that'd be, that'd be another one I'd love to discuss uh, as well. So, so that's all just music and alcohol and Bible versions. So nothing controversial. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would also probably go back to both of our lightning rounds and listen through them again. I think many of those topics probably could make entire podcasts as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we need some at, at before we do our next uh, taping, taping, I, recording, whatever. I, I age myself saying taping. It would be good to get feedback from people that listen about as far as like lightning round questions and things like that. That would be I, I'd love. And I, I still love all the ideas that, um, you know, are coming in. Someone did ask, though, Matthew Frank, I think, what the M is here. That's for, um, that's for Michigan. It's not for Martin. <laughs> I could sing Hail to the Victors, but if we do a music episode, I promise not to sing. In fact, you know, me singing the Maranatha hymn, um, I didn't plan on that making the, uh, the air, but our editors do we have steve singing a song from a cartoon i won't mention the cartoon because it's kind of controversial but do we, do we still have that archive steven <laughs> uh, okay. we have all kinds of things archived hey you yes. guys should get me like an auto tuner then i could sing pretty pretty sweet you got actually you got that technology actually, there don't I have you that, steven let me just say i have that technology and i it's not what you think it can't fix that 
Oh, get out. I think hey, the way to fix that, Russ, is use your mute button. Just reach over. What I want to know is when <laughs> when we're going to be on your radio station there. That's, yes. That's my yes. big thing, you know? Yes. This has, like, been promised and promised, you know. I mean, I'm not I sure. Think about it. On you here think about it. We, we could but... be... We would be a podcast that gets onto a radio station mm-hmm. rather than a radio program that becomes a podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I will say this. I am shocked by the number of people in our church who listen. And um, they all want to hear it on there. And I think it is going to end up on Faith Music Radio at some point. So we'll uh, we'll get it on there. It'll be it'll be good. 3 a.m. or something like that. You're right. Yeah. I had a guy come up to me Sunday, and I haven't promoted the podcast at all in church. I mentioned it on my social media, but I don't think I've made a single announcement about it in church. No, me either. I discussed it in one of my leaders' meetings back last summer, but that's all. Um, and, of course, I like you guys, I'm surprised how many people listen. And I'll say things, and, I, and I'll forget that there's church people listening, and and uh, those have led to some interesting conversations. But uh, one guy came up to me Sunday, and he's, he's just dead serious. He goes, you didn't tell me you had a podcast. <laughs> He it's over now. With the blessing, I was like, I'll break "Hey, that that one has the feedback on that has shocked me." And I again reiterate, if you go back and listen to it, we're we're not anti Bible college. We're actually pro Bible college in a lot of ways. Um, but it was it was some of the kindest, most reasonable feedback, and yet there was so much feedback on it. You know, it just shocked me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Stephen Trakian on here says, "Will you have?" Um, Speaking of special guests, I think I hope I said your name right, Stephen. At least you spell your first name correct. Um, will you have someone on who has opposing views? And uh, I think that's certainly a matter of discussion among us that we we need to have we need to have some some of that in a way. So, yeah, he's, guys, he's brought that up with me before, and I think it's a good point. Um, in some sense, there's part of me that wants to say, and I've known Stephen for a long time. Okay, and I respect him. Um, there's part of me that wants to say no, because we feel like we are equal time. That's so much of the space mm. in the podcast world that people are listening to has, is already the opposing view that we are the opposing view to their opposing view. But having said that, I also can see the wisdom of that, not just in the sense of, of talking through something, but again, going back to how to deal with someone that you disagree with right? and how to do it not that not that we're the experts. That's not that's not our heart there. But how to do it graciously and charitably, and say, and and fearlessly. You know, we we don't want to be mm-hmm. afraid of what we believe. We don't want to apologize for what we believe, and we don't want to hide because we're afraid to discuss something about what we believe. So, I do think there's some wisdom to that, um, and I can also see the other side of not doing it. So we've actually well, discussed think, in the past, I think next Steve, season. Steve. Hold on, we've discussed in the past taking opposing views and playing them on our podcast and then answering them. That seems to be a common approach. Yeah. Uh, or so we could or possibly we could do, do that an episode about, we could do that episode about some big things we disagree on right within here and then how to handle it. And you know, when it's all said and done, you may end I would, up agreeing with me. I would do that, but I, I really don't want to hurt your feelings, Steve. So I don't know. <laughs> Well, just we already him, set you straight up. Let him be wrong. We set you straight on pragmatism. Yeah. Let them be wrong. As the author, as the author of Schizophrenic, I can do uh, an episode on opposing views with myself. Um, <laughs> there you go. I mean, in all seriousness, I'm fit. I'm, I'm, well, I'm 48, and there are positions I have changed. I mean, to say it seriously, and Ooh. there there are things that I used to think I don't think anymore, or things that I look at differently now. Um, that that might be interesting to explore. Oh, that, that's actually a fantastic idea for an episode and yet would be so, so like conflict ridden and probably would generate so much feedback. I'm not going to say negative feedback. But... Yeah, don't be negative. Yeah, right. Our good friend Jeremy Houston has just reminded us of one of our favorite phrases. I like my wrong better than your wrong. Yes. Yeah. Amen, <laughs> Amen brother. Oh, man. Well, guys, it yeah, has been... We, we... I don't go ahead. Actually, go ahead, Steve. I'm not ready to wrap it up, oh, but I, I did want to bring say, it around. We could, we could have, we could have two guests on from both extremes of the IFB, the, the, the loose side, and then the really wacko right wing of it and have them both on here. And we could just let them go at it and just kind of make snarky comments every once in a while. What could we have what them all- here and just like <laughs> not let them talk and skewer them the whole time. But that was, I was going to ask like- what alternative reality are you living in? I mean, yeah, that's I, hilarious. I, I, but 
Uh, I would say this, that I think that we got to be, we don't want the podcast to devolve into a debate platform, the podcast itself. We debate, matter of fact, just for the benefit of our listeners, um, we debate uh, with our personal social media handles and that kind of thing. Um, but we don't debate from our actual Dear Church podcast thing. Hey, my computer's about to shut off. I better plug in. You guys talk for a minute. Yeah, that would be a bad thing if this computer shut down. Definitely. Um, those wow, those are a couple of all uh, off guard. And now this is so interesting because that was just a lame attempt to get us to talk about the deer in the background, and you know. The only wasn't, wasn't, Brother Russ criticizing, wasn't Brother Russ criticizing us earlier for sometimes the older preachers amongst us stepping out of a live podcast on occasion for certain necessary necessary reasons? And here you are disappearing, and here's not disappearing. And here's Brudnack and I just plowing right down the road, man. What's wrong with hey, you guys? You know, I am, I am reminded of a difference that somebody in this group likes to say, I don't like last minute. I don't do last minute. And then another one amongst us has the nickname, the King of wing. So, I mean, there's differences in personality as well as, you know, other things. I like my wrong better than your. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. There's good, um, good feedback here. Um, Steve King, he says, I like the idea of an episode where we've developed in positions things you don't think anymore used to think he really appreciated that and tom i think that's wow i think that that could be like um one of these kind of podcasts um and jeremy uh, agrees with me and i love it when people agree with me that discussion is better than debate um so good stuff here you know um and Stephen, by the way comments and says the respect is mutual tom so praise the lord for that it's good Amen. Guys, we, we've had quite a ride this season, um, well over 14,000 downloads, and it has been it has been more than any of us. I think we all walked into this a little bit with a little bit of trepidation, thinking, is this a, is this a good use of my time? Um, and we've come to a place where we're just astounded at the, at the way that it's been received. And so we, we hope it's been a blessing for the benefit of our listeners. We hope it's been a blessing uh, in general. If anything, it's provoked a lot of thought. Um, we're certainly not the most popular podcast out there. We're not trying to be. Uh, we're not on a crusade. But we do want to continue in what we believe God has allowed us to do. Someone asked for a time frame of season two. What do you guys think? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, we're, we're definitely going through the holidays, and our plan is to have season two start in January. So that's well, recorded in January. <laughs> well, I mean, we can do some lives before we, before we record. So, yeah, we're I disagree. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> OK, well, you know, I, I I disagree with Houston when he says I like discussion more than debate. So I would definitely yeah. although I, I like healthy debate. I learn that's something people don't understand about me. I learn so much through like when I'm on Twitter and people are just piling on me. I want to know if my ideas can hold up to the pile on, or if I got to be like, yeah, maybe I better. But uh, some people will say that I, I, uh, I don't like to admit when I'm wrong, but. You know, that's a great I point, Brodnack, because back years ago when the fundamentalist forum was the thing, and I spent a lot of time on there, probably 10 years, um, you know, back before there was social media, I was an extreme minority in, in a conservative independent Baptist view there. And I learned a tremendous amount when, when you have, so as a pastor, if, if you have a good relationship with your people and God has always blessed me with that, if you preach a bad sermon, I don't mean, I don't mean a biblical, I mean, maybe weak in some area or something, your people don't holler at you about it. But when you're discussing something with people who disagree with you vociferously, if you have a weak point, they jump all over you about it. And when you're debating with people who disagree with you about everything, it forces you to strengthen your weak points. And I think some of those things Russ mentioned earlier that he wants to discuss next next season, perhaps, there are things that I, I, I did extensive studies on years ago as a result of coming with bad arguments, being hollered at that they were bad arguments, which made me go find the good arguments. And I, I, so I agree with you about that, Steve. Well, that's, yeah. that's good to know. And it to me, it's one of the, the silliest things that the one platform 
of all the major social media platforms that invites good discussions is the worst format to have a discussion in. And that's Twitter. It's awful. And, it's um, terrible. but if you want to get in on those things, you, you get to Twitter and sometimes it's a dumpster fire. Other time it's beneficial. I'm amazed that friends I've made on both sides of the things through it. Um, and um, I'd give them a shout out if it didn't hurt their reputation because they're, they're kind of lefty guys, but, but um, so I'll spare them that, uh, that embarrassment of being uh, identified with me. Uh, someone once said, if you get two Baptists together, you get three opinions. So that's one from one mm. of our Facebook listeners. That's pretty cool. And then the time frame for season two, Justin says after deer season. And yes, that is correct as well. Okay, guys, we have. Uh, Hopefully, as long as it's not after Stephen gets a deer, because we may never have a season two. Oh my word, man! They've they've not behaved well this year. Tom, you um you came prepared tonight, and I know you've been laboring over this uh, this final episode for several days now, but you've come prepared to read our final letter to the church. Um, for season one of Dear Church podcast. And uh, we thank our listeners and those who have helped. This will be uploaded by tomorrow morning for all of our um, all of our podcast listeners in the audio format. Tom, why don't you take us away and close us out this evening? Dear Church, three months ago, we launched the frail craft of our podcast on the choppy seas of the World Wide Web. We had little idea what to expect, but we did know a few things for certain. We knew what we loved was being attacked. We knew our desire was to take a stand for conservative independent Baptist doctrine without necessarily going on a crusade. We knew our desire was to encourage God's men who thought they were practically alone and holding the line. We knew we wanted to show how to disagree with other brethren graciously and charitably. We knew in our hearts that we simply wanted to edify you God's church. Whether we've succeeded in all of this or any of this is not for us to say. Along the way, we've learned a thing or two, like how much work and time a podcast takes. We've learned we're not infallible, even in areas in which we've studied long and hard. We've learned there are good people who love the Lord like we do, even when they disagree with us. We've learned there are a lot of hurting people in God's church. We've learned all over again that Christ is the balm of Gilead for that hurt. Thank you for joining us along the way. Truth be told, we're rather shocked over how many of you have taken the time to listen to our conversations and we're delighted by your response. This response has almost always been thoughtful and often it has been encouraging. We set out to be a blessing and as it always is, we have instead found a blessing in you. Where will this little rowboat of a podcast head next? We're not quite sure. As always, we welcome your thoughts on the matter. But wherever we head next, please know how grateful the four of us are for the privilege of speaking into your life. Our desire now is the same as it was when we first conceived this project nearly a year ago. We want to edify God's people. We want to advance the cause of Christ. We want to glorify the Lord. We plan to be back at some point after the turn of the year. Until then, may we simply say, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Your servants and his, Steve Rudnick, Tom Brennan, Martin Wickens, and Stephen Russell.